You're now listening to the Listen Up Podcast. Welcome back to the Listen Up Podcast, where we analyze a new album each week. I'm Nick, and this week we've got me, Jamie. I'm running, and I have my eyes closed. And Jordan. Never nice to my penis. <laughs> this week we'll be taking a look at Reunions by Jason Isbell and the 400 Unit, released in 2020. Uh, really quick, if you want to keep up with the show, you can find us on Twitter at, at @listuppodcast and on Instagram at, at @listenuppod. That's where we'll make any announcements regarding the show or merch. Speaking of which, if you'd like to support the show, you can find merch at interestpointproductions.com or at the link tree in the socials. So regarding the selection this week, Jamie, why'd you, why'd you pick this, this little hootin' hollering humdinger of an album? <laughs> um, well, so it, it, it had been due for our, uh, it had been about time for us to do another Isbel album. Because um, right. at some point, like I said, we're going to work through the entire catalog. So it was about, we, we it was ha- about we our... Have to, uh, we have to do one at least every two quota. months, just yeah, to torture yeah. Jordan. Yep, exactly. Can't let him get away too easy. I mean, well, I guess when when did we do the Nashville Sound? Damn, we got it. It was like November. I think the Nashville Check. Sound. It was August. Oh, what? That's crazy. Oh, because I picked that before I thought I was going to see them, and then that concert got canceled. Yeah. Yeah. Oh shit! I didn't realize it had been that long. So we've been due. Uh, it should, we, should we have be to keep about you, every 20 episodes, and it's been like 40 since then. We, um, we have to keep you dangling on a string, Jordan. We have to keep you like right on the edge yep. of where you want to quit the podcast. got to keep your heart on a string. But like, yeah, Jamie this album was mid. Get that joke. Two. Uh, what what'd you right, say? I'm going to leave, guys. So this album was <laughs> mid. I give it a two. Damn. Uh, but so on top, compounded with that. Compounded. What? Compounded with that. Um, compounded. There's some dark clouds snowing? on the horizon. No, but it is dark. It's like 40. It's not snow weather. You never know in Colorado. Honestly, it's like 80 here too. It's crazy. Yeah, it was so it hot. Literally, today. it's 46 right now. <laughs> That's um, insane. <laughs> yeah, but so now, as of recording this, it was uh, yesterday. Tuesday, May 3rd, um, me and my dad, I bought him tickets for uh, the Jason Isbell show at Red Rocks. Oh, your dad um, was there for that. Yeah. And so we, uh, me and him went and saw that yesterday, had a, had a grand old time. I posted some pictures on my Twitter, too? my Instagram. Huh? Did your mom come down too or no? no uh, well, she came down, but she didn't go to the concert. It was just yeah, okay, me and okay. at the concert. Okay. It's good. Had a couple... Tall boy voodoo rangers saw uh, Waxahachie open for him. She was out there Ooh. wailing and shit. Fruit of my labor <laughs> hits. Yeah, yeah, she um, did. She did fruits of my labor, didn't she? Uh, yeah, I'm pretty sure that was Ooh. the last song that that she did. They ended the set I with that. Um, it was really fucking good. That that was a cool vibe because I've I've checked out some of her stuff, but not a whole lot. But I know you're a fan. Um, yeah. and so it was cool to like you know just hear more of 
her slash their music because it's they don't have social media. It's Katie Crutchfield because but it's and like yeah, it's a band that's a musical project of hers or something like that. So I don't. It's however like, it's defined. But then I, I they, think like, she I, I think she, she just, writes all the songs, she, but she does everything with the full band. Gotcha. Yeah, but because then everything she said, she kept saying we're Waxahashi and stuff like that, and so I was like, so okay. But it was really good. Uh, what are the band's pronouns? Yeah, I need to know. But no, that shit. It was a it was a really good show, and so I knew that they would probably uh, be doing quite a lot of this album. I probably shouldn't say um, shit like that in a trucker hat, but we're uh, <laughs> we, we we have a we have a pre-established. No, they see with their glasses. Of, they know you're not. <laughs> they, they see the they see the Those navy frame, the, the navy color wireframe glasses. I'm I'm yeah. a little quirky quirky boy, quirky liberal oh, boy. Oh, I bet he has pronouns in his bio. <laughs> okay, no, get him out of there. Get him out they of there. Like um, but yeah, so so that was that was a big reason why I did reunions over. Um, a different album that we will do at some point. I don't know why I won't say the name of it, but one of the last I few. didn't last week, <laughs> no, so know. we're gonna keep keep that up. Uh, but yeah, and it was it was really fucking good. Like I'll talk about some of the songs on here that um, kind of on the album I've always thought were like pretty good, but live they were really fucking good. Um, yeah. I, I had a couple like that when I saw them back in November. I had that with something more than free whenever I, cause I first saw him on the something more than free tour in Greensboro, yeah. me, my dad, mom, and uh girlfriend at the time went and saw them. Uh, white. Is it the white Oak amphitheater? I don't remember what the name of it is, but it's in Greensboro. Yep. Uh, so we saw him and that was when I like really was like, damn, his music's really good. I should listen to more of this. And then it's been since that day. I'm like, I need to see him live again. <laughs> And I almost did it at Bonnaroo, and then that got taken by COVID. Uh, so this was it was a it was many years in the making of getting back out there. So it was really cool to be able to like that was my first concert. I was able to go do a Red Rocks, and then like my dad was there, so that made it even more special. It was like for his birthday and stuff. Um, but it was sick as shit. It was such a good show. I didn't uh, I didn't know that was only the second time you'd seen him live. Yeah, I've tried like I think three or four times, but. Uh, successfully the second time the first time really knowing like all of his catalog and it yep. was really good he actually he doesn't normally play it a lot but since his wife renowned musician amanda shires pearl shires depending on what, a, what how a she's album. written it out uh excellent fiddle player vocalist of the high women um that's spelled like highwaymen but high women not like high women uh, but I'm pretty sure they all smoke weed, so I don't know. Um, but she was able to come out for um, the shows out here because uh, they did another one tomorrow night because they sold out of the first night so much or so quickly. Uh, then they brought a second show out and she was able to come out. And so she played, uh, they, they did Goddamn Lonely Love and it was phenomenal. Apparently that was the first song of his that she ever heard or something. Said something like that. And so. He says that he uses it as a bargaining piece whenever he gets her to come out to play for uh, play at shows. Oh, I didn't know that. That's cool. Yeah, something like that. Does um, that have that doesn't have a lot really of good. fiddle on it? Does it? Uh, I don't know. I can't remember off the top of my head if the studio record does, but or the studio cut of it does, like the original one on um, the Dirty South. But I listened to the 
Live from Alabama album by them so much. And it, and it, she does do it on that one. And so okay. in my head it has it, but I don't, I don't think the original studio cut does, but yeah, oh, she yeah. played, she played some on that. She did it with, with a lot of songs, but there are some where it was like, definitely not like fiddle or anything <laughs> on it. And you know, she's so small. So she, and it was cold. So like for the first couple songs, I guess she didn't really have many parts on it. So she was just standing there in like a huge ass parka on the side <laughs> of the stage, like next to a microphone waiting. It was pretty uh-huh. funny. Um, <laughs> she's just chilling, waiting in the wings. Yeah, no, it was a good ass show. Very good. It was a, it was a hell of a way to really return to live music. Cause like I've seen concerts since the pandemic happened, but I haven't been to any like outdoor ones. And I feel like that's where music really comes I, alive is outdoor venues. Um, so that hey, Nick, shit was lit. I don't, Nick and I, I don't know if I completely agree with that, but but I, uh, I, I get what you're saying. I I love outdoor music so much more than indoor music. Have you uh, ever been to like the a, same like a, music, my guy? <laughs> <laughs> They're playing the same. Well, songs, well exactly. My dude. It's the same music, but it it brings in <laughs> no, no, like no, no. you know like wind and sun and and even rain and shit. Like it rained on us last night, and I was like, hell yes. I completely get like that, but, uh, but uh, there, yeah. there's also something something really special about the energy of like a small show in a small room with a bunch of people like standing that's true. in a I, pit together. Yeah, I mean, like like Amine. Yeah, like, right. like Amine and that's cool or like, too. like just, so, some of the other small bands I've seen at Cat's Cradle and things like that. Yeah, like I've seen I've seen like like Matt Mason that show would not have been the same had I not saw it at like the 300 person underground in Charlotte. And, and but so that's like the other end of that spectrum. But yeah. I'm thinking like like big arenas and shit like that. I feel like that's like the least oh, musical absolutely. space to me. Um, yeah. I still like enjoy I, I concerts would... there. Like I've only seen the Black Keys both times were in like big arenas and shit like that. But yeah. I would much if rather you can't see have a small in, intimate someone indoor. in a, in, a, in like a big setting outside, at like 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 a huge amphitheater instead of like PNC Arena, right? Although even, but I still think for me, I would still go like outdoor venue over a, a tiny intimate show. I mean, it's one thing if it's like, like the Alcam show yeah. that we saw where yep. it felt like you were in a basement and then Russell Crowe was on stage. That was uh, one of the that was a strangest, dream. like one of the craziest nights of my life, just <laughs> out of sheer strangeness, like, like having being there before the show si- and having the fucking stand-up comedy opener who turns out to be LP's wife followed by (laughs) Australian very like bubblegum feminist sex positive pop by Holiday Sidewinder dancing in like a yellow leotard trying to dance near Zach and Zach kind of turning away I I don't know (laughs) that shit was so watching like grown heavy set dude bust down like singing every word to baby oil next to his wife who was just clapping and supporting him <laughs> then yeah russell crowe introducing alex cameron that shit was fucking insane that was an insane evening just started like at white the duck show, and just, ended with just what the fuck <laughs> before the show just hanging out and like seeing like roy and alex just walk through the crowd like to to leave through some yep. door and like people just like waving at them like, like their friends just like like the yeah. concert attendees being like, Hey, what's up? Like just casual. <laughs> like, yeah. Just casual. that just shit was, guys. that shit was bizarre. So, I mean, they're, they're like, I've had very good concert experiences, but my favorite concerts are like outdoor venues are really where I like, I just like to feel nature while listening to music. Absolutely. You know? and, that, absolutely. And, and the music you listen to is very like, I feel like conducive to that environment too. Like, right. 
Although even even in Bonnaroo, seeing like pop, though, Gambino on an outdoor stage like that, that show was hype oh, too. Yeah. But festival yeah. festival outdoor venue is a little, you know, it's a different vibe than. Yeah, I was gonna say. I was <laughs> like, like a rolling loud was like at an amphitheater. Yeah. But Red Rocks does seem like amazing to go to. I really want to see a rap concert there. I'm but telling y'all, to, you, we gotta we gotta find out. one, and y'all gotta fucking come out for it because we have you know. A guest room and proper mattresses and shit like that. Y'all really got to come out here for. Uh, yeah, I feel like I feel like there's almost no overlap though, where we'd be willing to spend that much money to like go see if, a show together. Though, if, if, Bro, if Action Bronson, show, it's worth it. If Action Bronson, the Alchemist, uh, Earl Sweatshirt, all showed up there with Boldy James, maybe maybe we could have made it work. I know you guys don't like them that much, but it it could have been like a cool vibe. Could have been like a Nick's cool like Nick's like. It's like if all my favorite people showed up, uh-huh. uh, we could Maybe totally do this, like, and it would yeah. be worth the money, guys. Trust. <laughs> trust oh, trust I, me. I, 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 as think. long as I have the money in my bank account, I don't think there's anyone I would turn down seeing at Red Rocks. That shit was so fucking lit. We were also closer, too. Like, me and Nick would have to probably play for, like, a plane ticket there and back. Definitely. What do you mean, probably? <laughs> <laughs> Are you driving? <laughs> Boy! I'm more, I'm more about probably than, like, if I go. The pro- I, I put the I put the probably in the wrong. The probably in the wrong. Yeah. Okay. I got <laughs> if I prop, if I went, well, actually, I'm, I might I, have to. Fly. I, I don't even I know. Could, I, I could drive, but I could I mean, run. Could run it in. Could do two twelve-hour days again. Yeah. yeah. All good. Just go. No, but Gump, Run over there. No big deal. But no, y'all. Y'all like, definitely got to fucking was performing. Come out here. We could go. We could all go see. You know, Yep, I, I'll just drop four hundred dollars on on the the nosebleed glass animals tickets next time they're oh. in town. Honestly, well, it's I mean GA is just above row forty four, dude. The glass animals, I need to see them at Red Rocks. Them and <laughs> them and RKS are on my short list of like RKS must sees at Red Rocks. Yeah, I think they're having a show there now that we mention it. They are. Yeah. I wasn't able to get tickets for it. I was going to say it probably sold out. <laughs> it sold out immediately. Yeah. Is that popular? <laughs> hmm Especially for like hippies. Damn. I yeah. That. Absolutely. At a show where yeah, you yeah. just go smoke weed looking at like natural wonder. Yeah. 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 RKS quickly. at Red Rocks. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 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 Like like probably in other venues, like in Boone they'd sell out. Yeah. Maybe like Raleigh they Maybe, do. Probably really like well. Asheville. Probably. Yeah, Asheville oh, yeah. they'd sell yeah. well, but like, you know, they're not playing like they're probably not selling out somewhere in like you know, New Mexico or some shit, but like Red Rocks, <laughs> absolutely. Greensboro, bro. Maybe. Maybe Greensboro. you never walk know. around, G, bro. Hey, y'all, fuck with RKS. I'm being, I'm, I'm, I'm Their being singer just transitioned, and their bassist is non-binary. Y'all, fuck with that. You get Wait, curb really? stomped. They'd have a yeah. rough time in in uh in Dallas. <laughs> Austin, you're good. <laughs> Any other city in Texas? Uh, don't Houston, go. Houston, borderline. I don't know. Um, Dallas, Dallas probably be a bad time. Yeah, got to got to skip the Midwest. And no one should uh, go to Waco. No Oklahoma. Um, that'd be be scary. Bad yeah. time. You're gonna have yeah, a so bad I, time. So I um, uh, that was why I wanted to choose this album. Um, yeah. We got back around to it. It's really good. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm glad you picked it. I uh, I was gonna say it took a little bit for 
this album to really connect with me as much as the others, but it really did. Yes. Like, <laughs> I well, you think so? You think it did? I had that for sure. I I think it took me like two or three listens, but then I was like, yeah, this is just as good. Like all, all these songs are written just masterfully. Like like uh, maybe that's a stretch to say all of them are, but like the <laughs> the the. The the highlights definitely are just like all of the rest of his music and and it's it's similar subject matter but I, I feel like on this one it's even more um, it's even more like uh, like call to action almost or just like forward thinking or like it, it's it's a little more in your face than than even the Nashville sound was where on the Nashville sound he had that song White Man's World which was definitely like in right. your face like like. I'm I'm like I might sound like someone who thinks what you think on the surface but but I definitely don't like uh yeah. and but I feel like that's even more evident on this album with songs like Be Afraid Be Afraid What Have I Done yeah. to Help um mm-hmm. like it's just like him like What Have I Done to Help is is basically like a call to action of like like think about yourself and like try try and realize if like if if you actually haven't really done anything to to help the the state of the world or like the things that you care about or well a, a line from one of his songs that um from an album we've never talked about from uh from the song Alabama Alabama I'm like stuttering Alabama what, Pines what is happening Nick's, Nick's <laughs> fucked up I'm going what <laughs> uh, from 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 Alabama Pines uh he says no one gives a damn about the things I give a damn about uh, I just love that. The line liberties so that we can't do without yeah. disappear like ghosts and, in the air. And, and and I think it's I think it's funny because like like you you could definitely be on the other side of the spectrum, caring about vastly different things than he cares about, and maybe interpret right. that like for your cause. But when you when you really know like what he's talking about, it it it's it's just as empowering of a call to action for like no one gives a damn about the things i give a damn about like like you can give a damn about uh like leftist causes just as much as anyone on the right can care about like more conservative causes like uh yeah yeah i don't want to i don't want to go into like some political spiel or anything but like it just like just shit makes me mad i just see shit all the time on the internet that i'm like how how can this happen? Like it, yeah. It's, oh, it's, like, it's like it's twenty twenty two. Like, a, like, how, like how a drafted are... Supreme Court opinion where they <laughs> might uh, try to undo uh, Roe v. Wade. Uh, I've, like, but, like it's I, a whole lot I hate... of dumb shit. It's it's just it, it makes me so mad how fucking like <laughs> selfish, arrogant, and stupid people are to be like, oh, this is only a matter of one, not even true, killing babies or whatever. I'm like, first off. That's scientifically wrong. Also, you 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 don't care about the people you force to have children. You don't. You're not pro life. You're pro control over women and like removing agency from people, so they like have to stay more like weirdly submissive because you're a fucking psychopath who needs power <laughs> or some shit. Like I, you can't just it, it let just, people have freedom to live. It's it's hard for me to talk to other people about these things because I it just doesn't make sense to me. Like it just literally yeah. doesn't compute in my mind. I'm like I I, it, I don't it, know. It just, it's it so just hard to put into up. words like <laughs> like how much I can stress like wh- like why do you care? 
why like, why I, do you give a fuck? <laughs> like, literally, just I, if if the you're, science you're making exists, life harder for yourself by like really having this weird backward ass like nineteen fifty mentality, like. Yeah. Is, is life not so much harder for you if you, like, really care about things like that and, like, want to control that? Like, just let people live. Yeah. Uh, women, are, women are people, too. Treat them like <laughs> it. Don't treat them like second-class citizens. Ja- Jamie coming out with a uh, radical seems, opinion. Uh, women are people. Say, you heard it here first. Women are people. L- listen to that podcast. Right. Dude, that's fucking... Dude, I'm a, I'm a bleeding blue fucking liberal pussy. Because <laughs> I think women are people. <laughs> thank you, thank you for uh, kind of succinctly wrapping up what I was trying to yeah. kind of say. But yeah. we don't have to spend too much time on that. I I, I feel like we, we could, we've gone over it before. If you're a misogynist, you literally have to be clinically stupid to, to like be a misogynist. <laughs> you're, you're clinically stupid. Your what IQ other, is your IQ is forty. What are what are some other Lower some other good gun. ones that I keep meaning to make a shirt out of? And I, maybe maybe now's the time. Now's the time I'll finally <laughs> get around to making that shirt. Okay. If you're a misogynist, you're literally stupid. I'm gonna do that. <laughs> oh man! Uh, but uh, I but, did kind of start talking about what have I done to help. That's that's yeah. the first song in the. Uh, really quick, I wanted to I wanted to show the the poster I got. Oh yeah, oh, yeah. go for it. I love that Amazing. poster, dude. It's so cool, like dude. So this is this is like night one, and it says. Down here, it says like uh, May fourth, and then night two is a mirror image of this. So I guess uh, if you went to nights one and two, it would kind of make the stadium, um, but I didn't because I'm <laughs> here. So um, oh, we don't need to go to two shows. It yeah. probably would be fun, but oh, uh, it would be fun. It'd be cool to be like, oh, how they change the set list, shit like that. But also, Nick got me this for Christmas. The really nice. It's the, Special, um, I gotta, I gotta flex this. It's the, uh, the Dreamsicle edition. Ooh. Hell yes. I like it. Very, very I, nice. I have the, thoughtful I have gift the, Nick. Nick is a very good gift giver. I am not. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> when when I have all, time like and I, I realize something's coming up, I, I have been told I am a good gift giver and I, I enjoy that label. You, but, you and um, Zach both, I feel like, give give very good, thoughtful, like real gifts. I'm terrible at giving gifts. I care <laughs> about people. It's just I'm not a gift. It's just not one of my like love languages or like showing I care, which is it makes it hard because I feel like a lot of my friends are. And Vic definitely is. And I feel bad and in, inadequate, but I'm just I try. <clears throat> Doesn't work out very well. You're a Gucci brother. We love you. We we know. Yeah. We 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 know your we we know your vibe. We, I uh, will not give you a gift. <laughs> I'm bad at gift giving, so that's why I haven't bought anyone a, a gift in the past five years. But um, I'm just so bad at it. I don't, it you know, I don't want to be embarrassing. So I, just I figured don't. I'd I figured I figured I'd, I'd save us all the trouble. I'd save us both the embarrassment. Save us the trouble. Don't worry about it, guys. Here's a T-shirt I found at a gas station. <laughs> I found this old sweater at Goodwill that won't fit. There you go. Uh, <laughs> that that's me on my white elephant, dirty Santa shit. Bro, can you can you see can you see Violet's little little rainbow bow tie we got her? You can like barely see it. Barely. It's like a. I saw it in a picture the other day. Rainbow bow tie with a bunch of paw prints all over it. We found it up in uh, 
Fort Collins the other day. We uh, toured New Belgium with my parents when they were in town for my dad's birthday as well. Yeah. She was lit. Hell yeah. Had some, had some good ass beer. Uh, but yeah, so you started talking about what I've done to help. We can actually get specifically into this album. Um, oh, I never said it, but overall, I love this album. Um, <laughs> it, it, oh, really? but it, you, yeah, but you, but you said it and then you were like, never mind. But I actually did like this one kind of grew on me. Like it probably when I first heard it, I was like, okay, some of these really like eaters for sure. And I'll talk about that. Like ones I want ones off the rip. I was a big fan of. And then other ones that I've kind of like. Kind of like, uh, like what happened with White Man's Burden, where it's like, I like the message, but I don't love the musicality of it. But then they've grown on me over time. And then now White it's like, Man's oh, Burden. they're really good. Yeah, like on Nashville Sound, I had that with that song. I talked about it on um, episode 59 I think that's of this a, podcast. That's a that's a Rudyard Kipling quote. The the song is um, R- White Man's World. Oh, my God. What the fuck? <laughs> I'm, I'm not even drinking for this podcast. I'm drinking green tea and honey right now for my throat. Shh. What the fuck? The, the, the throat coat making you go crazy. Yes, white, white man's burden is a very racist uh, philosophy from Rudyard Kipling, <laughs> author of The Jungle Book. Um, uh-huh. My bad. And, <laughs> and the quote of his that is etched into the glass in tally. Uh, the thing about like the lone wolf freezes at night. That's a Rudyard Kipling quote. And it is in our uh, our alma mater's. It's, Wait, it's where is very nice student union etched above uh, the the like walking entrance gates uh, on on Moral Drive? It says like, oh yeah, over the, there. The pack is the wolf, and the strength of the wolf. Yeah, is the yeah, pack. yeah, yeah. Like, and it's it's a hard ass Kipling. it's a hard ass saying, but it kind of sucks when you think about like it's rooted in eugenics. Yeah. Like, Wait, but where, where's the, you, where's the glass quote though? It's um, I think it's the the stairwell in the bookstore. It's like. It's written oh, on the okay, edge okay, of the okay, glass okay. there. Yeah, because our the um song, what is it called? Like the the school song. Fight song? Alma mater? The alma mater. It's that's written in the on the glass framing in the like the center of Tally. Mm. Um but in the bookcase or in the um the bookstore staircase, there's the the strength of the pack thing again. And I was walking down there with one of our supervisors, she was like, I'm pretty sure that's a Rudyard Kipling quote. I was like, that's kind of Kind of fucked. I was like, because it, it goes hard, like it's and it, and how it's been applied at state is good. It's meaning it's like good. you know, it's welcoming. Like you know, we are stronger through diversity and inclusion. However, I feel like the original intent was probably some racist eugenics from Rudyard Kipling, because that's same thing with the Jungle Book. And then Disney said, "Oh, let's make a movie out of that." <laughs> let's give subliminal messaging to children. How are you gonna whitewash a racist think piece in the? From the early 1900s. Um, <laughs> anyways. Uh, but yeah, so so this album, it has grown on me. When I first heard it, it was probably like a like a six and a half or a seven. Um, that number has gone up. I don't, I'm not going to say what it is. Wow. You got to stay tuned for that one. That's a little tease for you. Um, <laughs> but uh, it has, it has gone up considerably for me. Yeah. I enjoyed this album I a lot you. more now than when I first heard it. Yeah. Uh, I, I, that, that's, that's similarly put for me i've always held it in pretty high regard but the songs i didn't like as much in the beginning i like more now yeah just like with all the best albums like i'd say uh not southeastern off the rip whole thing's perfect uh, this one was a little harder for me to get into Mm. i just like the last couple but i didn't like that's what i kind of what huh 
That's what I kind of expected going into it. That's kind of what right. I got. Again, I just don't love love this sound that much. The the, the country esque kind of less yeah. vibe they give off. I kind of figured, but this one also, I feel like it's kind of like Nashville sound where some of the songs, they start to break out a little bit more of the like traditional Americana country sound and they start to have a little bit more of the like rockier roots yeah, that they kind of started off with and then left and then rediscovered. I, and kind of, I mean, live, they've always done it, but as far as their studio albums go. No, yeah. I just don't even love rock that much. So it's like, right. Yeah. Oh, last thing about the concert until I inevitably talk about it again. Uh, they did, um, super eight and that was fun as fuck yeah. and, and very unexpected. I heard the opening chord and me and my dad were like, Oh shit. Cause that's one of my dad's favorites off Southeastern. Um, yeah. but I leaned they over when he talked about the, the Funko bat to the baby fat. I leaned over to my dad. I'm like, this is the only line Jordan related to on this album. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, cause he played baseball. So he like, he oh, taught us sure. what that meant. And he was like, that's funny. I was like, yeah. So I just, yeah, I cannot hilarious. hear that song and not think of like you being like, do you guys know what that is? And I was like, no. And we actually learned something on that. Yeah, that shit was so funny. When worlds collide. Yeah, that's so that was a that was a fun tidbit that I told my dad. Um but yeah, one of what I've done to help was one of those ones. It was one of the um it was one of the four singles before the album, right? It was that one, Be Afraid, Only Children, and Dream Sickle. Dream Sickle, right? I think so. Yeah. That was, was that one bad? that it it had to grow on me. Um, I'm over here thinking like I would know. Like I'm like, was that there? Like, like, mm, why would I even? It? Why would I even? I can think about it for half a second. I'm like, I I would not I know the answer. No, that. I do not know this. But I yeah, just like that hear was a question. One, I'm like, think about it. that song was one that it had to grow on me. And now I actually now I really enjoy it. Yeah. Pretty much the only song that kind of like has stayed the same in my mind the whole time has been "Be Afraid." Um, but yeah, what I've done to help it's like, you know really good makes you you talked about it, it kind of makes you do a little bit of like self like introspection like a call to action introspection kind of what have i done to help what have i done to help somebody save me what have i done to help what have i done to help not myself What have I done to help? What have I done to help? Somebody save me. What have I done to help? What have I done to help? Not myself. Thought I was alone in the world. You know, yeah. kind of vibe, which I, which I really enjoy. Uh, but it's also just really fun. I think they opened the show with it yesterday. So that was that was cool okay. to hear, um, but it's followed by Dreamsicle, which is which is one of my top ones on the record. Me too. Uh, I love that song. Um, I uh, I will say I, Creamsicles are better than Dreamsicles. They're creamy. What's the difference. Um, I looked it up. It, is it like a brand so? Name? Well, a Dreamsicle is made with milk with with like ice milk. And okay. cream sickles are made with ice cream. So like like the, the cream sickle cream is just a higher fat content. Kind of like how heavy cream is milk, but like with less fat removed from it. So that kind of okay. thing. So it's just like a creamier version, I think. And okay. dream sickles maybe were like first or whatever. Because I 
I think we might have caught them at like the tail end of of dreamsicles. I feel like I've consumed both of them, but creamsicles are I like one of my creamsicles are like my go to, um, like reach in ice cream or like the yeah. rare instance I buy something from an ice cream truck. Yeah. Creamsicles are fucking god tier to me. I Definitely. love that flavor. So then the song's already got that going for it, but it's also a very pretty song and it's really, really good just storytelling kind of throughout it. Yeah. And it kind of hits. Um, I always think the first verse of the song actually hits pretty hard, kind of establishing the, uh, I guess, establishing the the young narrator who's going through like a divorce or yeah, you, separation. You, yeah, you hardly ever see a song from the point of view of a child. Right. Normally <laughs> like, it's like, it's like the, the woman's falling out of the relationship or, or not the woman, but like it's the, normally the people in the relationship, but it's, yeah, it's the perspective of like the kid being stuck in. Yeah, it's kind of like whenever it's kind of like why I think highway 20 ride fucks me up so much by the Zach Brown band, mm. because it's not the divorced dad's like lamenting his failed relationship with it, like the ex-wife but it's like trying to go through the trouble of explaining to the kid why they have to like exchange custody and like mm-hmm. he's crying. And sh- and so I think that's kind of thing where it's like a unique perspective that just like just hits you a little bit. But um, yeah, that would be it starts off sounding like a good like chill song. And then like as you listen to the words, it's like, oh, damn, it's actually pretty sad. But he, uh, yeah, the guy, uh, I guess we're leaving town again. We're moving out and moving in. Got to break the news to all my friends, but they won't care. They'll just find another face to fall behind to take my place to run way out past second base and just stand there. I guess we're leaving town again. We're moving out, moving in. Gotta break the news to all my friends, but they won't care. They'll just find another face to fall behind to take my place to run way out past second base and just stand there. Kind of the idea of like moving around so much that you never get established enough to have like yeah. real friends beyond playing like pickup baseball as a as a kid in the summertime in the eighties kind yeah. of thing. So yeah, I I just the, the first verse for that always gets me. And live that one, this whole song actually like it touched me, uh, my heart more than I thought it would. Like the whole time live. I mean, it's still Elephant is still the saddest song I've ever saw. Oh, my God. I am fully sober right now. Uh, (laughs) Elephant is still the saddest song I have ever seen live. Like, that shit was insane. But this one, like, you know, I was singing along to it and just vibing, but it kind of caught me just right where I was like, damn, this is going to make me feel some shit right now. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I uh, I always... Whenever I play some of his stuff in the car with my family, uh, I'll play this song sometimes. And like yeah. the, the third or fourth time I did it, I was like, I was like, I feel like if my if my dad really listened to this, this might hit home for him a little bit. Is he a child of divorce? Uh, uh, yeah. Okay, <laughs> I, I was yeah. like, I, I was like, I was like, I feel like he would relate a lot to this, like just playing sports out, out in like the yard and stuff. And like he right. he was a little he was a little older when his when his parents divorced, but I was like, it, it would probably still still hit a little bit uh, and then it was just it's just it funny. hits me never, I've, I've had a yeah, totally my, my fine home have, life <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah my parents have so been I would imagine happily so. married <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah so, uh, I, I don't know if he's ever like like uh like really really paid attention to it but 
Yeah, I mean, just funny. But this song's great, great chorus. But the the I really like the. I guess it's still the chorus. It's just like, I don't know. He, the, he's very good at at writing songs that have the like theme and variation for choruses. So like they're slightly different. But I really like the second yeah. one. Uh, of uh, dream sick on a summer night in a folding lawn chair. I'm still packing up my room. Got to get home soon. New sneakers on a high school court, and you swore you'd be there. My heart's breaking through the springtime, breaking into June. That shit always hits me really hard too. And live, that was the part where I was like, "Damn, that fuck, it hurts." Yeah, just the, like the, the whole the whole refrain of "Hearts breaking through the springtime, breaking into June." I always love that. Yeah, and how how they end the song with it and kind of repeat. Mm -hmm. it yeah, yeah, talking about like uh, the end of it, talking about like heat lightning and the because that's the other thing is like coming from like a southern, uh, like a small southern town. Like I I know the vibes. Like I never. You know, we kind of aged just out of playing a lot of pickup sports. Like, yeah. I live far away, but, like, I mean, I would go, we like, as a kid, we would, game. like, jump on a trampoline with my neighbors, and, like, we'd play just whatever baseball. We'd, like, you know, do the thing where you take your shoes off, and that's, like, your bases in the yard oh, and yeah. shit like that. So so that part hits. Off. And then the, the when he's just really when he's singing about the, like, heat lining in the evening sky. And then, yeah, it goes back into hearts breaking in the springtime breaking. Like, that part for me. I always feel that a lot too. To end the Ride, song. Riding around, riding around in my go kart in the backyard. Good time. Driving it into the trampoline and denting the pole. Uh, you had that a go kart. Someone who shall not be named. N Nick had a Nick had a go kart, and uh, we had a lot of fun with that. We would um, wow. we had a game where you <laughs> two people would drive in the go kart, and then they were everyone else was trying to throw soccer balls and hit the people driving. <laughs> And riding in the go kart, yeah. and and once and you, you had once like you, a certain amount of lives or something, yeah. And once you got hit too many times, like you cycled out, like the rider would take the driver's seat, someone else, and then would someone else the would be the rider. Seat. Yeah, and the, and the, think, the driver would always was, try and make the passenger get hit. It was a good time, right? You would try to use them as a human shield, and and I think there was also <laughs> there was some sort of caveat where like if the driver or the passenger caught the ball, there was some sort of penalty for whoever threw it or something probably, like that. Probably. Yeah. Yeah. I just, that like, was a just rare chucking, but chucking soccer balls and chucking volleyballs. Dude, at each other. we would, we would kick the soccer balls as well. <laughs> if you were far enough away, you would try to line up the shot to give it a good lead. So like we're kicking soccer balls at people going opposing, like in a motorized vehicle <laughs> with no windshield. I mean, there was a roll cage, but absolutely not. I mean, that's more than some of the go-karts I rode on as a kid where it, there was no roll cage. It was just a flat piece of metal with a gas pedal on it. Yeah. Yeah. That, that, was kind of, that was kind of the deal. Like, like my mom never wanted us to have a four-wheeler. My brother was oh, always yeah, my mom did not want stuff. us to have anything. So she, she, was like, she was like, it's just got to have a roll cage. And my dad found that go-kart. I think he founded it like... It wasn't tractor supply, but it was like Dude, some. That's it was, a hell it was, of a fine, Brian. That it, shit it, it, was so It was fun. some like, like yard supply store, and he was like... He was like 
This will do the trick. <laughs> that was, what is a roll cage again? It was just uh, bars over the top so that like if you flip it, then you're not going to get crushed by the. the yeah, yeah, you're not going to get crushed by the actual car. Like the it it'll like fall on its side rather than like actually flipping and turning and you like that getting too. really hurt. Yeah. Okay. Dude, that, or if that it rolls, was, yeah, like right. Or if yeah. it rolls, you're not going to get squished. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that shit was fun. That was a good time. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so so this song it kind of has that like nostalgia of like the summer as a kid or like fucking around with your friends and stuff. Yeah. Um, and then I'm sure if you do come from a, or if you're a child of divorce, I'm sure that it hits on a even more uh, emotional <laughs> resonance. Absolutely. Um, but yeah, it, it's really good. It's one of my it's one of my top ones. And then it's followed by a song that I feel like is under talked about, but it's only children. I love this song from the start. I really uh, uh, it's when when it came out as a single, I was like, damn, this is really good. It was one of the ones that grew for me the most. I really yeah. loved their live rendition of it. They they kind of do like this vocal harmony thing that they. They, don't they do, do it on the studio version, but it's not it's not anywhere near like live. It's not anywhere they, near as like amplified yeah. or like like pronounced <laughs> yeah. as it is. I noticed live. that seeing it live, yeah. Yeah. It's just after the chorus so and like at the intro of the song, it's just like uh, Yeah. Uh, but it just it just sounds really nice. Uh, yeah, no, it, it's fucking it's so good. And it was really good live. I was really glad they did it. But and but damn, like I don't know. I always think the chorus just hits really hard. Um, just kind of from the big from the beginning, I'm like, damn, this is like yeah. really emotionally moving to me. I know this one <laughs> is one of the hardest hitting on the album for you, but Saint Saint Peter's autograph. That's mine. Yeah, which I'm kind of like that's the reverse on that baby. on that yeah. with you. I, I remember that. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, I love all the courses, but uh, yeah, I mean, shit's just really good. Talking about like. The things you do as a kid that then for one of the, the, this song is like not a love letter, but like a reminiscing of one person about like a friend of theirs who kind of, they just wound up going down a little different, like two different sides of the same like artistic journey. And they wound up like ODing and dying and like from substance abuse and shit like that. And like the, the narrator just happened to like get out of that like avoid falling into that pitfall of the artistic endeavor um but i mean like the second the second course i love are you still taking notes hydrocodone in your backpack maybe these words will hold the beast back will you read me what you wrote the one i said you stole from dylan over encouraged only children that shit's really good are you still taking notes hydrocodone in your backpack maybe these words will hold Back. And will you read me what you wrote? The one I said you stole from Dylan over encouraged only children. Followed then by the, the fucking uh, the bridge, Heaven's Wasted on the Dead. That's what your mama said when the hearse was idling in the parking lot. That shit. That, I don't know that how was, you can listen to that and not feel just like just feel that. I never really, uh, I never really paid too much attention to the song for for a while. Listening to it, I yeah. just like the sound of it. And then um, 
And then you, you you like mentioned what it was about, and I was like, I need to listen to that shit again. Yeah, <laughs> uh, I had that uh, with uh, with the river when talking yeah, with you yeah. when the first album came. I was like, yeah. really? It's it's about like a like a hitman kind of thing. It's it's about a criminal for hire. <laughs> yeah, that yeah. But I remember I was talking I was about like, Overture, yeah, I was and you like, were like, I was like, I leave her body in again. the delta, leave the weapon in the weeds. Like, what do you what do you think it's about? And I just didn't catch it. I just didn't catch that at all. <laughs> Yeah, she said you thought the world of me and you were glad to see they finally let me be an astronaut. Just shit like, I, like that. I love that. I love that little metaphor that he just throws in like like a That's just a passing line uh, to like end the bridge and it's just yeah, like damn. And every, everything sounds like pretty pretty literal for for a lot of the rest of the song and like uh yeah. that she uh like they finally let me be an astronaut is like seems kind of out of left field and then you're like, "Oh, well like Yeah. You know what he means. They finally yeah. let him get to this insane place in his career. And yeah, getting out yeah. of like the depths that they were to then like soar to new heights, quote yeah. unquote. And that would yeah. And so like all of that shit. I'm like, this has to be about like an actual. Heaven's wasted on the dead. That's what your mama said. And the hearse was idling in the parking lot. She said you thought the world me. You were glad to see they finally let me be an astronaut. Like, because a lot of his ones, he kind of emulates whatever the the narration is. He kind of emulates being the narrator. But th- this is one of the songs where I'm like, this this has to come from somewhere real, like some of yes. this. Yeah, yeah I, I think a, I've um, I think I've heard him talk about that before, saying. Uh, um, it takes a lot to write about your own personal experience in a in a very masterful and like well put together way, but it yeah. takes even more to to write from someone else's experience that you haven't lived yourself in in a way that still right. sounds true and authentic. And um, right, that doesn't sound like and, you're just lying. Yeah, yeah, that doesn't sound like you're like trying to appeal to to some something that you that you really don't know much about. But he's right. He's he's been great at that for as long as I can remember. Like on like yeah. traveling alone he's just like listing off teeny like not teeny tiny cities but like regional truck stop cities yeah. <laughs> like like, like, like how many people know Ybor what city. Ybor city is <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> like uh he he's he's really good at that and uh and we're talking John about a rebuild really parts and shit like that yeah. yeah 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 and he he's just so fucking like there's um one of my favorite quotes i've ever heard someone talk about jason is blue was i was uh, I went through a period where I like was watching people react to hearing so like when that trend blew up, people listening to songs for the first time, like, yeah. you know, like typical, like, you know, grew up in Atlanta guy. I'm going to listen to Led Zeppelin and just like kind of people using that as a reason to listen to other music and shit like that, which maybe, maybe somewhere along the line inspired my thought for what this could be. I don't know. Um, <laughs> but someone was doing that with, uh, I think it was cover me up. It was something off Southeastern. And he was like, man, there's a thousand ways to say everything. And this guy gets the perfect one every single time. I don't know how he does it. And I was like, yeah, he's, I mean, he's, he's like just an insanely gifted songwriter. Yeah. And it's, I mean, it's, and it, and, it's also, he practices a of, quite a lot. It's not like say, just, yeah. yeah, that's a good way. Like a lot of it like, is he, I know he does like hella revision for, for songs and stuff. Like he takes the craft yeah. is very serious for him. I've heard him talk it's about also it crazy. Cause he says he's a, he's a guitarist first and a songwriter second. 
Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I've you heard can him tell talk about it, you, say, especially uh, if you ever see him live. Uh, he so someone like asked him a question on Twitter about songwriting, and he said you really have to treat it like a nine to five. When you when you sit mm-hmm. down, if you feel like you don't have any inspiration, you have to do everything you can to work through that and yeah. like ma- like not and like try and pretend writer's block isn't a thing. Like you have to you have to work it out and. Like you, you have to get someone else to look at it. Like I know, I know Amanda looks over a lot of his like songs. Um, pretty sure, I'm pretty sure she looks over like jazz. most of everything, and yeah. like helps him refine pretty much every demo before he even takes it to the band. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, and I I learned that because um uh I think he said I don't know if it was his first draft or it was the first one that he gave to Amanda for um if we were vampires. Yeah. And the only note that she wrote back was like, fuck you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> because she thought it was She's so like, good. fuck you, I'm crying or something like <laughs> yeah. that. Normally, he said normally like the first or second drafts, it comes back. It looks like a book from an editor where there's like, mm-hmm. you know, like red ink all over it. And yeah, that was the one that was like, fuck you. I'm in tears or something <laughs> like that. That song, dude, he played that song live too. I was like, this song hits fucking heavy. That's 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 just one of those otherworldly songs that you you hear and everything yeah. clicks and you think it's just it's like a human a human being one person came up with this that's insane <laughs> yep that was but we we talked plenty i know i don't fully remember cuz it's been you know 30 weeks but i know we definitely talked about that song a lot on episode 59 the nashville sound um and yeah, so this is another one for me where it's just like the songwriting's great, the music goes perfectly with it, and it just I don't know. It's been a very emotionally moving one since since the start. Because yeah. uh, also a little bit because like you know, none of my close friends ever really went down like the drug pathway or anything like that. But like I've known people through high school and then especially working like service industry jobs and shit like that, where it's like some people get out, and I I tried to give like advise people who were like a little bit younger than us uh especially when i worked at the smokehouse and like try to advise them to like you know kind of cut the shit before it gets ahead of them um some have and some haven't and so it's just kind of you just i don't know it's weird to think that like by the time you're 22 you've probably known people who are dead um but yeah so that 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 song always hits really different for me um and it's crazy that it's it's followed by overseas. I feel like that's such a different. <laughs> although, I mean, uh-huh. no song you really follow it up with. Like, it's going to be different no matter what, unless you're being really sad. But overseas is it's it's one of my favorites from the start when the album came out. And it's still one of my favorites on the album. I would say this is so, the first time on this album that I also felt like this is a song that I really liked. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. It, it was just. I, I I love the guitar solo in it at the or guitar solo ish at the end. Mm-hmm. Um.
and just like the overall I just really like the music in it I think as well yeah I mean like once again the writing's really good but yeah this is where it like this is the most like just guitar guitar driven kind of anthem feeling yeah. vibe like um this was and and unsurprisingly it was this was one of my favorites of the concert too they played this and it was fucking like because <laughs> they played this the um the encore it started raining on us probably about it started drizzling like the last 15 minutes of the concert and then it really started raining in the encore and this was the song they started with okay. so this started with the like like the guitar belting out at the beginning and then it goes into the vocals, but it started with like the encore started with that, like just soaring guitar looking out into like the rain in the distance and shit. Oh dude, it was chills both. Cause it was like 45 degrees and raining. And also from <laughs> like emotionally, I was like, Oh my God, I definitely have goosebumps now. That shit was crazy. And in the studio version, this is actually the only guitar solo that Jason himself plays um, Jordan. So Wait, what? for what it's worth, again? Uh, this is the only one in the studio on this album that he plays the solo for. Every other oh. song, he's playing like the rhythm kind of stuff, and then Sadler okay. Vaden okay. from North Myrtle Beach. Um, he's playing uh, the good Myrtle, the good Myrtle. Yeah, fucks that, fucks. I mean, North South Myrtle, Myrtle the, it's the good Myrtle. It still sucks, but like yeah, South yeah, Myrtle, yeah. it's better Myrtle. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah, 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 better Myrtle. We'll say that. We'll say that. Better. Uh, <laughs> But yeah, so this is this is his solo on the uh, on this out on this record. Um, yeah, the whole song is so fucking good. Yeah, I I love it. It um, starting off with this used to be a ghost town, but even the ghosts got out. This used to be a ghost town, but even the ghosts got out. And the sound of the highway died. Ashes in the swimming pool I saw you on your wedding night And I watched you sleeping in my arms You didn't wash your makeup off And you woke up looking scared as hell And the sound of the highway died There's ashes in the swimming pool Like the imagery that this man uses Is fucking insane like, I um there's something to be said about a like the subject matter of the song is already kind of dark and just just sad just like longing for something and yeah. um uh the mood of that combined with the tone of the guitar in that final solo really just sounds like there's something to be said about a, a kind of like a crying guitar solo yeah just a, a guitar solo that that's like takes the place of like ext- uh, extreme sadness <laughs> like, right yeah. it's just whew. It's so good. It, it gives me chills like every other time I listen to it. I mean, it's dude. Yeah. And then, so then live, it was really fucking like I could I could literally talk about every single line on the song, but I won't. But the chorus is really good. The my love won't change with the like uh, yep. kind of like. I'm pretty sure it's got to be some sort of like whammy bar dives kind of sound on the that kind of shit going on is really good. But uh my love. Coming back at all. And the way it made a young girl cry at the table. And 
I'm just just talking about it because it also I can like also vibe. What the? Why did you interrupt JV to ask that? I can. I know. I know you hate it. Oh, I I was gonna say I can also like vibe with like I can connect with it because like you know I married a very not not necessarily chaotic but like you know just a you know like I guess quote unquote wild personality woman and stuff like that so the the shit like uh the waiter made a Be young girl cry say, Jamie. at the table next to mine <laughs> no 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 i there i there, there was a good quote happy about wife, that happy life. is like you, you, the better, solution you better relax the solution to to like being in a relationship with a wild woman is not to like tame her it's to like encourage her to like keep yeah yeah feeding that fire which is what i do every day of my life so um but yeah, so the lines where it's like, and the waiter made a young girl cry at the table next to mine, and I know you would have brought him to his knees, but you're overseas. Just that kind of shit where it's like, you are such a like strong-willed person that like I know, like you would solve lots of problems, but you're doing your own but thing elsewhere, here. and I just can't. Yeah, so that kind of like longing and a little bit of that, I can fuck with that. But the um, the like second half of the uh second verse but i saw you losing faith and i was watching when the light went out you know what revolution means and you know it's not an option now when in the song for some reason that always just really sticks out to me we'd stay here and fight it out with the love that we could weaponize but i saw you losing faith and i was watching when the light went out like with the uh i think it's the way that he like <clears throat> vocally delivers that he kind of belts it out a little bit more than the other the other lines on it i don't know i just i just love the structure of the the, the form of the vocals and the chorus, the my love mm-hmm. won't change, my love won't change, my love won't change a thing because it, it changes meaning towards the end of the chorus. Like repeating right. my love won't change is the anthem of him him calling out to to her where, wherever she is. Like, uh, yeah, well, help like um, she's just far away and he misses her and, and wishes she would come back. But um, my love won't change a thing is that declaration. Like, like e- even though I love this person. Like they're, it, it, it's not working right now. It right, like, uh, they're just they're going through it. Yeah, and the like the the just you know like the the helplessness of being like that far away and that kind of feeling like I, yeah. you know it happens. But uh, the fucking um, I couldn't leave my father here to finish up his life alone. That kind of shit. Yeah. Just, just throwing like passing lines like that. I'm like, damn, <laughs> that's a passing line. Yeah, and I saw yeah, my, the part. <laughs> my partner overseas, my dad dying. <laughs> yeah, like I want to be there to support you doing your thing, but like I also I can't leave my dad here to die alone. So like, just nothing I can do. But like, you know, you're gonna go do your thing. Uh, but yeah, where he, he says, and I saw you in our daughter's eyes last night when she caught me in a lie and I need you here to make us, both of us believe, but you're overseas. I couldn't leave my father here 
finish up his life alone And I saw you in her daughter's eyes last night When she caught me just like getting increasingly more like fuck i i need like that rock to come back into over here and then yeah ending it with uh does your heart rest easy where you are do they treat you like a star or do they call you a refugee from overseas and that's like the end of it and then it goes back into the guitar and then it ends every time chills like with that ending part i love that shit just such a good song i I don't know how it wasn't a lead single, <laughs> for like, how it wasn't any of the four singles. <laughs> yeah, that, I mean, maybe maybe they wanted to like you know you want to keep some heaters for the album, and, yeah, and they probably enough. they probably knew they were like, yeah, this one's gonna this one's gonna fucking <laughs> this one's kill. great, uh, <laughs> and it is. I'm pretty yeah. sure like by far that and Dream Sickle are like the fan favorites of this album. Okay, yeah, and dude, this shit. I mean, like literally, I think the whole time they played the song live, I had goosebumps. Yeah. Like the solos, they went way harder on than on the album cut. His, so good. I his, think Amanda had some fucking violin going back and forth with him at one point. Very good. His voice is so much more powerful than you think it is, and mm-hmm. and you can you hear it live, and you also hear it on um, uh, their Georgia Blue album, that covers album. There yeah. are a couple songs on there where he's like he's like wailing, he's like screaming, and st- like st- stuff ways I've never heard him sing before that are like really impressive. But um, yeah, you 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 really hear him touch on that in this song too, especially when mm-hmm. he's um, uh, that does your heart rest easy where you are that part. He's, yeah, it it sounds it sounds painful to sing. <laughs> yeah, no, for sure. Yeah, I mean, he's, it, it he's, sounds painful to sing physically and emotionally. Is what I meant. Right. Yeah. No. He he's definitely got that like that that southern with a little bit of natural distortion. If he really pushes his vocals like that, yeah, yeah. and he and he can. He can really belt shit out if he wants to. Mm-hmm. He's just a very talented musician, like all around. Yeah. Makes me jealous. <laughs> all all you have to do have, is for the next 10 years, play guitar every day, and you might be half as good as he is. Yeah. Every every time I want to, like, I either listen to him or, like, if I watch, like, live performances of him or watch him in person, every time I'm like, damn, I really need to, like, learn how to play, like, Chords with three fingers and with a slide on one of them for like soloing and lead shit because yep. it sounds so good. And him and Sadler are both really good at that shit. It's a very like like southern rock skill set to have that I just yep. need to develop because it sounds so fucking good. Their uh their KEXP set where it's just them two is really good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean they're just both two, talented as hell. People, two boys and two acoustic guitars jamming out. Yes, sir. Two boys and two acoustic guitars playing some playing some fast grass, fast grass acoustic shit. Do some fast grass flat picking type shit. Oh, I'm all about it. <laughs> yes, sir. Um, <laughs> Sounds like I just got back from Merle Fest. That was recent. That's, that's that, was, that was really recent. That was yep. really recent. It's a bluegrass festival um, in Wilkesboro, North Carolina. I actually don't really have, I didn't really have many notes for running with our eyes closed river or be afraid. Uh, my note for river was uh, a nice calm story. Nothing more, nothing less. Very peaceful. 
<laughs> incredibly peaceful, uh, um, heartwarming story about a criminal for hire. I can't believe I never caught that shit. Like until you said it, and I was like, oh, huh, yeah. The the Very part clear. where he says, uh, <laughs> the part where he says, um, it, what did he say? Last night I woke up. Sc- screaming at my wife <laughs> that part's just really funny to me <laughs> I, I don't know why <laughs> like I, I it sounds kind of like it's out of nowhere in river but i uh-huh. I, I just think it's really funny i don't know <laughs> the, the the song is like the song is yeah, now such i'm tired like, and i just can't get to sleep i've been a wolf among these sheep for all my life the lake of fire it consumes me in my dreams and last night i woke up screaming at my wife Yeah. River is my savior. He's running to the sea. It's it's yeah. just like it, it sounds That's like so this, fucking funny. It, it sounds like this this like country ballad that your grandparents would sing and he's just singing right. about killing people <laughs> for money. Yeah. It's just <laughs> it's, so funny. It's uh, I love it. Wash my head when I've been sinning. Wash my knuckles when they bleed. When they bleed. Ooh. Protect me from my neighbor, all his jealousy and greed. Take the body to the delta, hide the weapon in the weeds. I, I literally no idea how I never caught what the song was D- until done you said the that. Done the so nobody has to know. That's a hard line. That's a hard ass line. It's <laughs> like um, what fucking song is it where he talks about? Um, it's not. It's not him, but it's someone else. What. Uh- I know Yvette, he kills a guy, but... No, he does. He, he uh, shoots the Live dad Oak? who's abusing his daughter. No, it's not Live Oak either. It's not It's not any of his. It may be a trucker song. Oh, okay, it may okay. be someone else. I can't remember. But it talks about, like, I'm going to show, like, the the man trying to repo my family's farm from that's, the bank. That's, uh, that's from the Dirty South. It's, uh, yeah. It's, it's like the second song on there. Yeah, what fucking song is that? But that's like, that's like a hard-ass <laughs> song, too, where yeah. it's like... Sinkhole. He's from the bank and I bury his body in the old sinkhole. Oh yeah, it's sinkhole from Decoration Day. Duh, yeah, yeah. stupid. It's not the um, Dirty South. My bad. My bad. No, it's not. We did that episode. That was the last one, like right before our holiday break, right? I don't know. Or before? Yeah, that was episode seventy-four, Decoration Day, Drive By Truckers. Yeah, that was one where I didn't catch it until we did it for that album or that uh, that episode, and I was like, "Holy shit, this is hard <laughs> as hell." Yeah. Well, I I don't have much for those songs. I think "Be Afraid" is a very um, I th- I think it that was the lead single for that for the album. It was the first song, and it it sounded really different to me. Yeah. When I uh, th- than the rest of his music when I first heard it, but I, I feel like it fits in pretty well now. Like uh, mm-hmm. now that I've l- listened to the album so many times, and uh, right, and uh, of course I love the message behind it. Like it's yeah, it's just about standing up for for good things. Like for having a position of influence and actually using it rather than just trying to make money off of it. Right. Yeah. And I really like the idea of, uh, you know, be afraid, like, like courage is not going without fear, but it is doing it despite it. And so the song is just kind of that whole, that whole idea. Um, And I think, uh, and he's, he's like, yeah, people talk about like, uh, like, um, like bark versus bite like you have to you have to walk the talk 
Like he he did that especially with um like COVID COVID vaccine statuses for concerts mm-hmm. and things. He he was one of the first people to really like to really push for that even before it was like a a nationwide like like yeah. standard for venues. Like I know like a like that's the reason my concert got canceled that I was supposed to see with him like last August when I was in Houston. But um uh and he was like interviewed on the news about it too. Um like uh No, they, they like, he's it, good people he, for sure. Yeah, he was like I mean I mean he was like this this is what we do. This is how we make money as musicians now. And it doesn't like if you can't come to my show and jeopardize the lives of other people. Right. Yeah. That whole thing. I mean, cause he's also, you know, that's, that's why I really like him. He's just been a very, you know, vocal advocate for, you know, all kinds of things. I mean, very topical now with like abortion and stuff like that, but I mean, yeah, he's always yeah. been like very vocally supportive of just like, let people be people and shit like that. And so, um, yeah. So then I, I was like, like really not shocked at all. Don't be an asshole. Yeah. Exactly. I was I was like, like I was not shocked at all when he was really pushing like leading the forefront of like, hey, like we're cool with reopening shit, but like you will be vaccinated. People are like, but what about your choice for a vaccine? He's like, don't come to the show. Yeah, your choice. Someone else. <laughs> your choice like, is get vaccinated or don't come. Someone else who cares for their other person more than you will fill that seat. I'm not worried about that. Like, um. Someone told him that was one of the funny early things where he kind of went solo and people started to hear him in the country space, but they didn't know him from like, you know, the very, not even leftist, but like, or not even like liberal, but like leftist group of the drive-by truckers. Um, Very like pro-communism rednecks (laughs) from Alabama. Uh, Which I feel like when you live in that situation, that's just the natural realization is that the system's fucked up but no people want to dick ride like just evil um but (laughs) but yeah people in the country space they were like when he first started to come up after like sirens of the ditch and stuff like that on a solo career people were like surprised by his politics and stuff and they were like aren't you worried about like driving away like the like conservative part of your fan base he's like i don't want those people in my fan base good (laughs) fuck them I, I, that's like, like that's yeah. like Willie Nelson like still going on the news like in the past few years and like newscasters being like uh, like so a lot of a lot of your fans are surprised that you're a Democrat and he's like I don't know how I don't know how people yeah. are still surprised that I'm a Democrat yeah <laughs> he's he's always been the super like left hippie guy and like I, yeah. I, I I hear shit like that and I'm just like are you fucking stupid like when I was played Rage Against the Machine working at Skull Camp in the kitchen one night cleaning up i played like bulls on parade and some other shit and someone was like you know that you know these guys are communists i was like yeah no shit i was like (laughs) what machine do you think they're raging against Uh (laughs) and then people try to use them for like as like the like there was was it it wasn't trump but it was someone else who like tried to use uh I think take the power back. They tried to use some, they, some conservative politician tried to use uh, something by them and they like DMCA'd him. Yeah. They're like, Hey, we're going to sue you if you keep using this. And it's like, bro, you're the machine that they are <laughs> raging against in this yeah. song. They, they've lit, haven't they literally, what did you it, think like, bulls on parade was about? Huh? They've literally like played at riots and protests. Like, 
They stormed the Wall Street Exchange during a music video. Yeah, yeah. That's like a point of pride for them is that for like 20 minutes, they shut down the New York Stock Exchange. <laughs> like, Real quick, also, I was just going to put in my two cents. Be afraid. I also, the only note I have for this one is that I kind of liked its intensity a little bit more. Mm-hmm. Like he, he just yeah. brings a little, a little bit more of that uh, roughness, I guess. Yeah, a little more roughness, a little bit more like uh, like faster pace with the music yeah. and shit like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. A little bit more like the rock side as a, like instead of like the country side a little bit that I like. Again, I don't like, right. enjoy all of it, I'd say. But like this kind of hit a little bit of a string that I that I kind of like. Gotcha. Yeah. I can you see might that like, for sure. You, you might like some of his older stuff off of... Uh, I say some of, because you definitely wouldn't like all say of it. Say like. We would, we would have to like... <laughs> like is a strong someday, word. <laughs> someday we'll go through and we will curate Tolerate. a playlist of his music for you that maybe the Jordan you Jason wouldn't Israel like, playlist. but it would at least open up your idea of him more. Because he has many songs like this. However, they're like two or three per album. So it's a pretty widespread, but me and Nick can compile the rock side of Jason is before you sometime. <laughs> Palmetto Rose. <clears throat> oh, I love that song, dude, especially like just visiting Charleston so many times mm-hmm. and like, and realizing the connection to the song <laughs> before I even looked at the lyrics. I was like, yeah, he was just naming roads and like sections of that South Carolina. I that, yeah, here and, and, and I, I was like, like King street. And I'm like, there. I know where that is. And like the idea of like the Palmetto Rose, I'm like, I I know exactly what that is. I've seen them like selling that shit around Christmas time. Yeah. Then it's about a trucker that crashed. It's a fun. That's like fun the song. that's the first part of the song. A little disconnected, but Palmetto Rose in the AC vamp. Um. <laughs> but yeah. So so Nick, did you want to talk about your emotional? Uh, emotionally evocative song on this album. Um, I, I, won't, <laughs> I won't spend too much time on it. I just really love it. It's like, yeah, it's it's like a it's such a point of just pure compassion and empathy and like and grace for someone that you love because it's it, it's mm-hmm. uh I I've I have heard him talk about this song a bit and um uh I think the so the song is kind of about someone who Amanda used to know who, who died somehow. And I, I think yeah. <clears throat> just from context clues in the song, I, I'm not sure if I read it somewhere or if it was an assumption I made, but it sounds like, like, uh, it was like, like an ex that she had or like someone that she used to like be possibly romantically involved with. Cause, cause it, it yeah, sounds I'm not, like, I'm not it, sure it, if it was that or if it was just like a really close, like really close, uh, male friend. Yeah, maybe maybe it's that because because it sounds like he's trying to diffuse feelings of jealousy or like tension in in some of the With words the that he chooses. Third verse, maybe yeah. When he says like, "Let him dance around our room, let him smell of yeah." Your perfume. Uh, what do I do to let you know that I'm not haunted by his ghost? Let him dance yeah. around our room, let him smell of your yeah. Yeah. yeah so I, I'm okay. also not sure if it's like if it ever was romantic or if it was just like you know. Just a very, very close personal relationship. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Regardless of what <clears throat> the specifics of the relationship were, he's like, he's he's taking any sort of negative emotion out of it, and he's just saying like, yeah, I'm here for allow, you. I know, yeah. I know this is incredibly hard, and I know you care for me right now and for the indefinite future. Like, there's no, 
there's no reason I would be jealous or like like angry for like for any part of this situation. Like he says in the song, right. I've got arms and I've got ears and I will always be right here. Like yeah. Um it's just it's it's just like a those are some those are some of my favorite songs ever. It's just just endless compassion for for well, someone right. that you love. Yeah, the, uh, the old the old agape love, you know. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, this that this one like especially like being in a like long-term uh not long-term like obviously the indefinite future relationship, being but married. I mean like being in a well, more so being like in a committed relationship for like the last almost 5 years, I guess. Like yeah. with Vic and stuff, it's like I totally, especially the like, uh, like the last half of the first verse. What's that distance in your eyes? Has your faith been compromised? What can I do to help you sleep? I'll work hard and work for cheap. What's that distance in your eyes? Has your faith been compromised? What can I do to help you sleep? I work hard and work for cheap. Sometimes it's nothing but like that kind of shit. Where it's like if Vic's either like slightly sad or to the point of like tears and shit. There's like there's nothing I wouldn't do to to help like ease like like I have an endless desire to like do whatever I can to ease that pain or like yeah. sadness or just like make her laugh or or whatever. So, so yeah, I definitely resonate quite yeah. a lot with with that idea throughout. Yeah, this and, song there, and others like you mentioned. Yeah, yeah, there, and there's something about that emotion that like you don't you don't feel all the time, but when it happens, you're like it just like all encompassing. I feel like yeah, yeah, it, it's it's like it, it's like a, like you're kind of joking around, like just being your normal self, and then you notice something's wrong, and you immediately like like I've heard you talk about it, like even if like you've been drinking or like you've you're like in a in a like different state of mind. Like you notice something's off, and your brain just switches yeah. to a different mode. And you're like, "Wait, what do you need? How can I help you?" Um, like, yeah, like, like, like are you are you okay? talking about being like like getting scared and sobering yeah. up and shit like that? But like for me, it's like the quickest I've sobered up is seeing like Vic like starting to get sick or something, and then I'm like. Mm-hmm. All right, got I'm hundred percent fine. Yeah, <laughs> I'm going into caregiver like my, mode. <laughs> like, regardless of how much I've also been drinking, it's like anything I was thinking. My only focus is like, I must take care of this person. Yeah, so, that, yeah. that's our that that's our southern gentleman coming out. Southern gentleman, is give, her, my, give her a give her a plate of collards, collards, <laughs> mashed potatoes. No. We'll never yep. give anyone collards because you, you don't like you don't like collards with a little little apple cider vinegar. They're too Slurping bitter. I, I do not fuck with collard greens. Come on, I, I don't. I love a lot of southern cuisine. Collards and okra, I can't get behind. Okra is good okra? as hell, man. You, you got like okra. You, you, you don't even like like fried okra. Fried okra is good. I, I, I think I still like okra. It, the texture is just like kind of weird. Okay, uh, you back on the you 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 back on the hating green vegetables, huh? <laughs> Yes. Remember, remember we had that. Okay, sorry. I was. I yeah. thought. I thought you forgot. I stand by that. I don't like really green tasting things. Fair. I'll eat any fruit, but vegetables. It's. It's. Uh, I'm a little more particular with. But like onions and peppers, I love. Um, but I don't. Those are know, basically like spinach just is good. Carbs. Just rice. Mm, just yeah, I just eat bread you. products. Actually, <laughs> I eat. I eat. 
I eat unsalted rice. Um, okay, chill. Not yes. cooked either. Just uh, <laughs> you just like, just crunch <laughs> on it. Like that guy on TikTok, like, like who, who cooks, who just air fries like chicken with no seasoning and eats it. And people are like, bro, like just just use like paprika and garlic salt. And he's like, he's like, yeah, bro, that's I, I calories. Actually, and they're like, I actually don't know like, who you're talking about. It's like 10 it's, calories, it's, dude. It's insane behavior. It is, it is like insane behavior to watch. But um, that's eating. But yeah, like like no matter how much I've been drinking, if Vic starts to throw up, I'm like, yeah, sure. I'll hold your hair back. Like whatever. Like I've literally I think stood there and been like almost asleep on a wall before like standing <laughs> above the toilet holding her hair back because I'm like, asleep like about to go to sleep and I'm just like I have to I have to help as well um <laughs> well I, and I've done what, that for what? other people like I did that me and William took care of Zach at the uh at the uh end of year <laughs> celebration we had at my parents place where Zach went yeah. to sleep in the floor of our family I've, kitchen I've been, on a I've dog been cared bed for a time or two we, we've yeah, cared, yeah, we've, we've cared yeah. for Nick yeah. before. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we have pictures the, the of that first, somewhere. Maybe the, they're going the first the night board. I had. Um, uh, well, I, I don't know. That's not a, that's not public domain information, uh, but <laughs> it's just your legs. It's just <laughs> your legs hiding out from behind a toilet. Cause you whoa, just whoa, 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 whoa. Hey, hey, whoa, yeah. whoa, whoa, whoa. I've never done that. That was before. where Nick discovered lemon deep eddies. Yeah. Me, me and lemon deep eddies, uh, like, like pancakes and syrup, baby. Good times. Um, but yeah, so so I enjoy I enjoy St. Peter's that one. That one also. I mean, it's not like the most emotionally evocative for me on this album, but it does. I, I resonate quite a lot with the the sentiment yeah. behind it. I feel um it, it gets easier as a fucking banger. Yeah. Though. As someone who's uh never really been addicted to anything besides, I guess, caffeine. Um <laughs> uh, yeah. the, the song <laughs> the song still <laughs> The song still really, really hits home. I love it. Mm-hmm. It's so good. the The chorus is the chorus is really fucking good. It's. it's easier, but it never gets easy. I can say it's all worth it, but you won't believe me. Hold down your liquor, swallow your pride. You'd rather keep it. This was one where live it was really, really good. Yeah, uh-huh. like, like I enjoy on the album, but they get like a little bit rockier with it, a little more of that like Nashville rock sound to it, where they just like crank the Telecasters up to a ten, so it's got a bit of twang behind it. Bit, too. A, bit of a more Super Eight energy. Yeah, yeah, and it's just kind of like the lyrics. It's like it's a poignant message, but he does it with like a like you know kind of like. I like the comedic. tough love attitude. Yeah, like a tough love comedic narrative. Last night I dreamed that I'd been drinking. Same dream I have about twice a week. I had one glass of wine. I woke up feeling fine. That's how I knew it was a dream. Just doing like that kind of shit where he's talking about like, you know, I've been sober for however long and it it doesn't get easy, but it does get easier. That's mm-hmm. the crux of it. So he's just like narrating how like he still has dreams of like hitting back on the bottle and shit like that. But then he like, Something goes like he wakes up fine and he's like, oh, yeah, that was not reality at all. <laughs> but then he, ta- he talks about like uh, last night I did myself a fate like he let himself kind of remember that time in his life. And he's like, yeah, I'm much better much off better now off. than yeah. 
But the, last the time I let are, myself remember times I forgot a woman's name. Yeah. <laughs> the the choruses are my favorite part. The hold yeah. down your liquor or swallow your pride, but you'd rather keep it inside. That yeah. and uh and, and I, I actually love the Dude, hearing um, the whole crowd shout that at the concert was so it was that was just a moment where I was like, This is really good. Yeah. Music is cool. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, but I, uh, one of my favorite lines, you, you talked about um, how he keeps the theme of his choruses, but he varies like some some of the some of the like secondary lyrics that might not be like the yeah. song title. My, one of my favorite moments on this album is um, when uh, on the second chorus, he says, you can't expect her to follow. Bro, you. I was going to say she's that fine. shit. <laughs> she's fine with her wine and her weed. I, I just I just love that idea of like. Maybe you have a problem that you have to control, but that can't control the people around you. That can't control the people that you right. care about. Like you have to conquer that yourself. And like, right. if they if they like to kick back and drink a little wine, smoke a little weed, let let them have at it. Yeah. Silver lining. About it on that sorry, sorry, yeah. sorry, I stole your thunder. No, yeah, no, no. That that <laughs> I, I definitely wholeheartedly. Uh, I'm glad that you said that because that 100 percent for me was a yeah. was a highlight. And, and even live, I was like, it's coming, it's coming, it's coming. <laughs> I was like, I know where we're going. Yep. Because <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> I, I assume it's about like you know Amanda. I assume Probably, yeah. um, that you can then extrapolate to to you know more. But yeah, just so fucking good his delivery there. Yeah, man. Very good. Like, how did that, you guys I mean, feel about uh, not having children, but still listening to "Letting You Go"? <laughs> and and the song's still making me really sad, even though yeah, I've it's still never it's, even thought it makes about me sad. Kids. Like whenever I watch fucking uh, Inside Out, shit like okay. that, where it's just <laughs> yeah. like it's just like the passage of time, and like any song or movie or anything like that, it just reminds me that like I was a. It's more so like. I don't think about when I have a kid and they grow up because, you know, yeah, we'll see. That's, but that's it's more so like, damn, I was 10 and like I was this kid and, and I've kind of like I can't get that time back. And I just haven't been like cognizant of that for the last like however long. So I just, that's where those kind of songs fuck me up more is thinking about like, damn, I like I am experiencing the passage of time and I'm not. And then like the existential worry of like am i taking control enough am i slowing down enough to like really you know how do you know you've left the glory days or or how do you know you're in the glory days before how you, you know leave you're them? in the good days shit like that <laughs> so yeah that's where those songs fuck me up is because i'm like damn am i like really taking advantage of this time i've been given or am i squandering it dude um, one of so the that's where my head goes with those kind of songs and that's why it fucks me up one of the to this day, one of the scenes in that movie is like the worst ever. As in, like when I saw that, it like broke me. Yes, no, they, they're like. Have five we, have we talked that. about this before? Are I you talking about we, Inside we, Out? Yes. yes, dude. What what scene uh, are you talking about? Uh, well, okay, enough time has passed. I don't fucking care about spoiling it. Obviously, no, yeah, yeah. Like, just right. talk about it. Spoiler alert, guys! Just <laughs> jump ahead thirty. Spoiler seconds alert! Bing bong. 
No, literally, the Bing Bong is like that boy that, got murked. That dude, that that was like this. I remember seeing it. I, I remember watching it. Right, I forgot. I don't even remember who I was watching it with. It was like two or three years ago or something. Yeah. And my man's just like, like, oh, we gotta get to him. Oh, okay. And you could see, I could see in his eyes. I could see in his eyes while he was going up that hill. Where I was like, oh, he, no, he was gonna say, dude, for me, dude, for I me. knew it. <laughs> And, and well, wait, real quick, real quick. The, the the things that get me in movies is sacrifice. Like that, yeah. like that is what makes me cry so uh-huh. easily or get emotional movies is sacrifice. And it's easy because it's like fictitious, you know? Right. Obviously it's like telling a story, but like, like it, like anytime it's like, that's why again, spoiler reading the, reading the Bible, like, damn, damn dude. <laughs> but like, even like, this guy going like crazy. that's why honestly rogue one was like, I, I I think it's a good Star Wars. I remember That's when it came out, it got Star so Wars much movie, hate. And it's a legitimately good movie. I thought it was amazing because, yeah. like, each Never one of them the gave themselves up in order to, like, wait, what did you say, Nick? I haven't seen it, but I know what the end is. If you're going <laughs> to see a if you're gonna see a Star Wars movie, I honestly... It should be the Han Solo origin movie. I did watch that one, and it was entertaining. But, I, no, okay, I, I like, Rogue One... Donald Glover. People are like, Rogue <laughs> One was okay. Receipts. And I'm like, what kind of what kind of revisionist history is this? Rogue One. Yeah, I liked the, it a lot. Was, that's the one if you're going to go through all of the Star Wars movies and say, like, which one of these is a legitimately good movie? I think it's Rogue One. Okay. Like, it, it kind of I, I did think there are other, but yes, but yes, 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 yes. But I, yeah, that, people, that movie is fucking great. I, like, I was already, like, I wasn't anti-Star Wars. I was just indifferent. Like I was like, yeah, Star Wars is good. Like I, I just like haven't seen much of it. The, the, probably the the right opinion. But then, but then, Sorry. like Ryan Johnson has been an incredible filmmaker for for like years. He made Looper, like an amazing sci-fi movie. Like Ryan Johnson. And then, and then, like all that shit he got after making the Last Jedi. I was like, I was like, controversial Star- opinion. I thought Last Jedi was pretty damn good. I thought it was, was good, good too, too, and I don't even like Star Wars that much. There were, yeah, because it's it's the it's one of the least Star Wars Star Warses, and that's why I liked it. because like I like Star Wars as a franchise. Don't get me wrong, and like the original trilogy, yes, it did a lot to like you know push Star movies into like the big pop culture mainstream and like push like sci fi nerd shit. Like yes, I, I historically I recognize it, but like it's the same story every single movie. Like the yeah. visuals are cool and it's very impressive whenever you go back with the original trilogy, what they did. But that's in, like, in that's time. like MCU too, dude. Yeah, I was going to say, that's like Marvel point, It's just like the same thing and people yeah. just love it to love it. And it's like, it's like, yeah. it's like guilty yeah. pleasure, you know? I mean, that's where it's like, I enjoy, I enjoy the MCU for like, I just, since I don't, since I never grew up reading comic books, all of these storylines for me, it's fresh. So I enjoy like connecting the through threads and everything. That's where I really like the MCU. It's like a, like, it's like, like only, only, only like seven of them, I would say are like legitimately good movies. Yeah. I feel that, if that yeah. like Dr. Yeah, Strange one, maybe. Iron Man one, good. Iron Man, yeah. Thor Ragnarok, also good. Guardians of the Galaxy, Guardians one, the first Guardians, Black Panther. Yeah. Guardians I also think Age of Ultron was a really fucking good movie, but me too. that one that, also that slept on. Should, yeah. I was like, you don't like creepy James Spader. Ooh, like villain uh, robot and, and Winter Soldier can't leave Winter Soldier out. Winter, Winter Soldier is a good one too. Yeah, so so there's but like of the like twenty five and like the Spider Mans are also good. Oh yeah. Um, oh yeah. So like I see the newest one though. I mean, for the most part oh, really? though, I'm I I can see it. I'm like, yeah, it's like a superhero movie. Like I yeah, think you're the I think you're the one person in America who didn't see Spider Man No Way Home. <laughs> <laughs> 
That's so crazy. far from home, I think. And then I wait. I didn't see the f- wait. What? It was what? Homecoming. I didn't homecoming, see homecoming. Far from home. No way. Far home. from home. No way home. I saw far from home. I didn't see. No you had a lot of weird home shit with with uh, little Tommy Holly. Oh, oh, oh! Holly. I saw into the Spider Verse, though. But <laughs> one of the one of the it, it's weird because like I just said like you know only seven or eight of them are legitimately good movies, but. When dude fucking talk about sacrifice in Endgame Damn. with Iron Man, that shit fucked me up <laughs> for like the next five minutes going through like the funeral scene. I, I would do that shit. I was like, that point I wasn't as a, I was still so sad, but I, I, I came in at like, like the first, again, I, when I tell people this, they hate me because I came in like the first Marvel movie I saw was like, still have never seen an original Iron Man. Um, what? Have Iron never, Man 1 is like the good one. Yeah, had never seen that. Um, it's, came it's in at a, Guardians of the Galaxy. Then the next one I watched, I think, was Doctor Strange. Also very good. Underrated uh, one. You're hitting the high. Then I watched like Infinity War, and then I watched the last one. <laughs> and then crazy. I watched like Winter Soldier after that. Okay. And then I watched like Guardians of the Galaxy the 2 at fuck? some point. I still haven't seen most. And then I watched Thor Ragnarok after too, but I still haven't Ragnarok seen most of Ragnarok is the really good. Ragnarok's a really good one. I haven't seen most of the Thor Marvel. 1 is mid. Thor 2 is probably the worst, the worst movie. movie in the MCU. <laughs> the Gons is like, what do you mean? It's like top 10. I'm like, you're what? <laughs> That's one of the worst movies I've ever seen. Outright. <laughs> that movie is such dog shit. Now, I mean, I like, and I'll keep watching them, but, but yeah, but yeah, dude, fucking, and I don't, but at the same time, I don't feel I feel neither one way or the other, other than just shock at your order of watching movies. Like, who cares? <laughs> because I didn't care, you who know? Who cares? It, it, yeah. Infinity War came out when I was like... And I respect that. Like, really close. So I, I didn't want to binge, like, every single... Like, I could have, yeah. but I didn't want to... Like, I feel like I feel like going to see those movies in theater... Like, that's what I did with Star Wars. Like, I remember seeing mm-hmm. episode three in theaters and, like, okay. kind of, like, following it throughout the years is what, like, builds up the hype, too. Like, if yeah. I just binged them all in, like, a week and then I was like... I think the only Star Wars movies I saw in theaters was, like, Rogue One and then the, like, seven, eight, nine. I don't, I don't even I, think I saw episode three. My, my... Well, episode <clears throat> three came out, like, when I was in, like, middle school or something, so... It like, was like it was like right. Was it? Yeah, it was like right Pretty when sure we were at the age to start going to movie. It was when we were in like fourth grade or something. I didn't know that. Honestly, it yeah. might have been fourth grade too. I, it was I like can't early remember, elementary school, I think. I, I'm pretty sure I've seen every Star Wars movie that's come out since then in theaters. It's, it's just kind of like a tradition with my. Like, I didn't see stuff, that's that's what the MCU was with my mom. We we would see all of them because I started like I started at Iron Man one. So like for me, all of the end game and everything that was like literally 11 and a half years of like story development and like emotional buildup. So, but if you don't, if you don't like them, who cares? People, people freak out like weird, weird neck beards freak out. If you're like, I actually didn't watch them all in chronological order. Then it's like, they like freak but out. But you're like, totally undermining the integrity of the story, yeah, I'm sir. Like, who cares? This guy it's saw Captain Marvel. Just, 250 times it's only been out for two weeks that is that is deranged behavior <laughs> that is more deranged that, than seeing morbius that's that many times morbius made one yet. one more billion dollars first weekend in box <laughs> office Vic, Vic and her friend went and saw uh morbius and while they were doing that i 
I just like I think I was like here something. She, and she's I probably have not seen Morbius. They're probably, probably they, they came back after hanging out and like seeing the movie, and they just came back and they were like we were like hanging out, with her and I was like, so how how was it? And they're kind of like like Vic's seen probably more than half of the MCU, but her friend is very much like you know we'll see the big ones if someone else wants to go, but not watching it. And they were both just like, it was a movie. <laughs> it, and I was like, the fact that Vic is like talking shit, like mad shit about this movie, it has to be terrible. Cause I'll walk out of movies pretty constantly and I'll be like, okay, yeah. you know, like it was pretty good, was but like this was kind of mid, this was kind of bid. Batman was kind of mid. Um, and then, Chill, and Vic's like, did you just like not enjoy it? She's like Zach where they're just like, what you like hated it. I was like, no, I'd give it like a seven out of 10. Like I enjoyed the experience, Dude. but but, but I, the fact that Vic was just talking shit about it, I was like, there was nothing redeemable in this movie. That's funny. Like, I, I, I heard some guys talk about, uh, like, seeing Space Jam 2 in theaters, like, the, the new one. And they talked about, like, uh, um, how, like, it literally, like, made their lives worse. Like, for, for, like, for right. like a week, it, like, just, just like, ruined their I mental mean, health. But, like, <laughs> to those people, I say go back and watch Space Jam 1 and try not yeah. to do it from a nostalgia standpoint. It's also not a good movie. Like, it's fun it's and it's enjoyable, <laughs> but, like, it's a kid's movie. And Space yeah, Jam yeah. 2 is... <coughs> Space Jam Two is like version of that movie. Like, it's a kid's yeah, movie. It's, it's just like LeBron. More it's not corporate for you. Thirty-five-year-old man named Doug, <laughs> Rick and Morty in Space Jam. Yeah, that's a, there was um I think Drew Gooden he made a video about Space Jam Two and he was like yeah it sucks and he was like but if you go back and watch Space Jam One. It also sucks. <laughs> he was like, I love this movie, but I recognize it's because I loved it as a kid. Mm-hmm. As an adult, the only reason I enjoy it is because I was a kid when I saw it the first time. Yeah. 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 That was Eddie. Uh, Eddie saw Morbius five days in a row in theaters. <laughs> for That was his most recent video. Was he, was uh, he saw. I and it was so fucking funny. Like multiple days, he was like, I tried to get Chrissy to go with me and she refused to come see this movie with me. <laughs> I think he he tricked someone into going. He said they were going to see everything everywhere all at once. <laughs> and he was like, all right, you ready for more beats? Oh, I kind of want to see that movie. I've heard it's good as hell. Have you I seen see it? That. I, yeah, I want to see no, that. No, I, I need to go see it. I've heard like really great things. About no, me and Nick wasted Dude. our movie theater experiences this past week seeing The Northman. We, we've, we've been... We're way off track now. It's it's. Anyways, yeah, we're, we're done talking we're about the album, but uh, but yeah, the Northman, this. the Northman, the most the most yep. mid movie I've seen in a long time. <clears throat> yeah, it, incredibly it was, mid is the perfect so word for it. Middle, yeah, it was like I would give it a fifty percent, maybe fifty four percent. Yeah, I'd I'd give it because 60. the action, some of the scenes were really cool. Like the final scene was was a cool action thing, but overall, some nice I'm just like takes. bro. Anya Taylor Joy was cool to see in it. She's very, she's very pretty. She's a very good actress. Yeah. It, like the I don't see Alexander Skarsgård in in yeah. many movies, but whenever he shows up, you're like, like it, it's it's a vast end of the spectrum. Like Tarzan, yeah, not a great movie. North, right. but like he's just a mammoth of a human being. He just looks yeah. like insane. Like the human Hulk. Big dog basically. lives up to his last name. Yeah. He he looks Nordic as fuck. <laughs> yeah but yeah that movie i'm just people are going crazy for like things and i'm just like why yeah it was mid 
It's kind of like how there's like a, a cult following behind The Lobster, which is the worst movie I've ever seen. No, that's not true. <laughs> the Thor 2 is the worst movie I've ever seen. But that well, wasn't far from it. Lo- lobster's close. It's, it's that was one where you, me, fucking Zach, Sarah, and William watching that shit in our college apartment, and we were just like, okay, wait. Yeah, the last 30 uh, minutes are just like... Um, the fucking... All right. The nurse dry humping him. <laughs> yeah, just just watch the movie, guys. Bizarre, <laughs> bizarre fucking experience. Uh, uh, yeah, but, actually don't watch the movie. Yeah, it's no, don't. Like, don't waste your time. <laughs> yeah. um, so I guess we can... Uh, we'll, we'll, we've wrapped up our, our discourse on the this album. I feel like we can... Uh, this um, is... It's still shorter than like we're, the other two. Well, we're, I mean, I guess we're, we're crawling towards done, the finish, Jamie. Jamie, what, what's the what's the rating? We've got, got we've got a broken leg. We're on our we're <laughs> army crawling. Someone's got to fucking uh, execute us. My, I've got a, I've got a compound fracture. My the knee is out of my uh, the, the bone um, is out of the skin. Um, I'm gonna give it an eight point six. I think fair for reunions. How precise? Think eight point six. I, I thought about. I don't know. This was one where I didn't really know what I was going to give it. I knew ballpark, but. Yeah. I'm going to go. Uh, I'm going to go 8.25. Eight and a quarter. A, a light eight, if you will. Mm, okay. Okay. Respectable. Jordan, what about you? Um, I'll give it a 3.5. Okay. How generous of you, Jordan. I know, I know. Thank you, sir. <laughs> Thank you for blessing this album. <laughs> You're welcome. You're welcome. <laughs> blessing. All right. Uh, so well, that puts it... Uh, I was just going to oh, see yeah, you go, really quick. This is the lowest you've rated a Jason Isbell album, Jordan. Good. <laughs> Get fucked? Maybe I was just being nice for the first one. Or maybe I, I honestly can't remember how much. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But yeah, so that puts it at an average of, oh my God, I just sorted everything and lost it. Um, That puts it at an average of 6.78 and it puts it at 36th, just below AM by the Arctic Monkeys at 35th and just above Steady Glow by In Her Own Words at 37th. Arctic Monkeys and In Her Own Words were neck and neck. Interesting. Yeah, they, I I love our spreadsheet. It's just <laughs> weird how averages play out. I'm, I'm glad you got that. Um, but what? yeah, so so that's this week's stats. Uh, Jordan, what are we going to be listening to next week? Well, I changed it during the course of the episode because yeah. I realized that Did I like you get really pissed album. and pick something crazy. No, it's very similar to the one that I was going to pick. Death grips. Okay, okay. Um, <laughs> I don't think we've done this, dude. I honestly am getting to the point where I'm like, have we done this album yet? And I'm like, I, yeah. I'm, I'm very sure we have not, though. But Don't worry. Sometime in the next five weeks, I'll put the spreadsheet online so you can consult it. Okay, okay, okay. But um, we will be listening to the the T-H-A the Carter 3. Let's go. Okay. I'm Zach's going to be ecstatic. For us to to do this album, does Zach love it too? I actually didn't know that. Uh, he's a big like um, early early Wayne guy. He was like Dude, he was my I'm, exposure to Lil Wayne okay, growing okay. up. Er, early Wayne, I, I've been getting into early Wayne a little bit more too. 
I'm like, mm-hmm. yo, this is it's like that perfect two thousands like hip hop. You're like, oh, aren't you, yes. aren't you guys sad you missed the the Lil Wayne Blink One Eighty Two tour? I hate. I actually that. am. No, no, I, I legitimately remember Try seeing that it. and almost getting tickets. I'm pretty sure they canceled the tour. I'm pretty Where sure they did. Where are you, <laughs> dude? Un, uh, like unironically, I would have, I, I should have gone to that. But I, um, I just, I cannot do Blink 182. It's just not my kind of music. Like, like I, that, I, I don't listen to it that much. I, I, I was just gonna go for Wayne. Like Tristan, Nick, Nick knew from Forbush, the oh, biggest Blink 182 fan I've ever known. Interesting. Wait, what? That what, what that attitude you just? Loves Blink One Eighty Two. Biggest Blink One Eighty Two fan I've ever known. They're uh, they're they're. I didn't singer. realize it until we took a cabbing trip and he just was fucking. He was just play, anytime he got the ox. <laughs> you ever just you know vibe in a hot I tub to um Adam's song while drinking tequila and coke? Because I've done that before. Wouldn't recommend <laughs> it. Amy, I hope this is the album that turns you on to Little Wayne. I hope it's the album that finally breaks through that. Their singer was one of the, they kind of motivated the CIA to declassify a lot of um, alien documents. I didn't fucking know that. That is so funny. He like, he's, he, it was like something that he was really passionate about for a long time and like kept digging up research on it. And he actually dug something up and like, like caused enough of a, a fuss for the government to be like, okay. Like yeah, How did he find we that, don't bro? know That's what's in these sick. pictures. <laughs> that is yeah. kind of insane. But uh, but yeah, yeah, I'm excited. Respect. I have the card. I have three. high hopes, honestly. Yeah, I'm excited. Okay. I'm excited. Um, yeah. So I guess recent listenings. Uh, for me, I've really come around to Saint Paul and the Broken Bones' second album, Sea of Noise. Yep. I texted you all about that today because I was like, yep, yep. How have I not like really fucked with this album for? Yeah. Years, I've always thought of it as an okay album, but it's really good. Yeah. So I don't know what I was doing there. Uh, and, and then other than that, just like most of Jason's catalog, because just gearing up for the concert and shit like that. So. Yep. I feel you. Uh, I've been listening to a lot of Jason to um, uh, the band um, Whitney. I've like coincidentally okay. like really gotten back into them recently. Um, like I kind of slept on their covers album whenever it first came out. I really liked the. Mm. I've always really liked Strange Overtones because uh, that was kind of a, a random song that was um, that I knew that they covered. That's like a pretty small David Byrne Brian Eno song, and uh-huh. uh, and I love the original version and I love their version of it. But um, yeah, a lot of Whitney, um, uh, a fair bit of Howdy. Um, where the W is replaced with two V's because it looks like a W, but it, uh, it just looks quirky. Outside of that... Um, that sounds like it's right up your alley. Yeah, it is. <laughs> Some Austin, Texas, uh, like lo-fi indie, indie guys, sad boys. Okay. Love it. But um, uh, I bought uh, Harvest... <laughs> The record's called Harvest Moon. I'm pretty sure. I, f- I feel yes. ashamed for not knowing that. Yeah, that that Neil Young record. I, I bought that because I love the song Harvest Moon Honest and I love the song um, Unknown Legend. And I just saw it in a record store and I was like, Old Man. I, uh, is that on there? Pretty sure it's on Harvest. Well, no, it's Harvest Moon, right? It's not Harvest. Hang on. Harvest is the old one. Harvest Moon is like the 1992 one or something. Yes, I'm. Oh, okay, yes, I'm thinking of Harvest. You're okay, correct yeah, in talking about Harvest Moon. I got you. I got you. 
But yeah, I was right. It sounds great on vinyl. Oh, but, uh, fuck. I forgot to mention uh, new Push albums. Fucking fire. Oh, it is good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I've been trying to listen to it. I listened to the cover for a couple songs, but I haven't listened to the rest yet. Um, I've actually really liked Denzel Curry's newest album. I didn't listen to it for a little while, and I listened to it for the first time like this week, and I was like, mm-hmm. I really like this. Like a lot. Uh, I, I, I like some of his old stuff, but. Pretty yeah. much this whole album I really enjoyed, and that hasn't been the case with his older stuff. So Kendrick I gotta, I, I should, I I should check it out. Kendrick album next week. Yeah, Kendrick album next week album could be a double album. Bro, Mr. Morale and the Big Steppers. Steppers. <laughs> I am. I am trying to temper my expectations, but it's <laughs> yeah. very difficult. I keep forgetting that it's literally like a week and a half away. Yeah, because it was announced so close to it. Yeah. But and, uh, uh, the Denzel Curry does, song with T Pain, Wild Ch- I forget what it's. Is I forget what it's called, Boogie? but it's good. Gotcha. I don't. I, I don't know when that comes out. I, I'll need to. Pretty check sure it's out. also May thirteenth. That um. But that future second album single. Came out too. I haven't listened to that yet. That future album kind of sucks. <laughs> but, I, really? uh, it's future. That's I just. That's how I feel about future. I'm not a huge. That's because you don't fan, even but, like future that much. What like, what I, other songs I, by future do you like? Like, are you, I, I, w- 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 would you call yourself a future fan, Jamie? No, I mean, most future <laughs> I've heard, I'm just like, eh. Exactly, exactly. That's what I, like I, I said. I said, well, like, I feel, how like, I feel about future. Like, so, no, some I of the know, songs are like, decent. Some of the songs are okay. But, like, so, so many of the lyrics are just hilarious. And, yeah. but that's, that's the way future is. Yeah. He just doesn't care. He used, he Sorry, used Jamie, a, I, I, a GQ outtake for the, for the, like, cover picture. Oh, yeah. Is that what that like, was? Yeah. I mean, cover art, dude. Yeah, my bad. My fault. Uh, yeah. cover I'm art. Dr- Dropout kinda, Boogie also comes out the, May 13th. Wait, what? 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 What, what does? Uh, Black Keys' new album comes out May 13th Who? as well. Bro, me and Jamie Black Keys. Uh, this this poster. Yeah, next uh, the, next the, Friday, the me and Nick who, are finna fucking lose it. Who recorded yeah. this studio that's on my hat right here? Yeah. Yep. Uh, that band. Half of half of whom is uh, producing Marcus King's new album. Yep. Interesting. Yeah, we know you care okay. about that, Jordan. <laughs> All I've been listening to was uh, pretty much the same stuff. I literally only listen to my on repeat right now. Oh, and that song called "We Did It" by Kanye West. We did it. With we did it. Baby Keem and Migos. I've been I've been listening to. Uh, oh, that's Donda too, right? Amount. Yeah, 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 yeah. I've been I've been back on the like graduation yeah. grind a little bit. Someone, someone, at work, good, someone at work the other day, like someone was talking about metal and then they joked and like said, uh, yeah, like how do you guys feel about Kirk Franklin? And everybody was like, What? And like nobody understood it. And I was like, I spoke up and I was like, I think I know who that is, but who are they? And he was like, he was like, it's like a like a southern, like, like well known like gospel singer. And I was like, I was like, dude, what are you talking? I was like, isn't he featured on like, on like uh, the college dropout on like Kanye's <laughs> first album on some song? And he was like, yeah, he is. And I was like, why did you bring that up? Like, no one, <laughs> no one understands that joke that you just made except for me. Like, just barely out of sheer random chance. Right. And, and like, and like, uh, ASAP Rocky name drops Kirk Franklin on like distorted records just randomly. Like uh-huh. I, I just very, very randomly n- knew who it was, and I was like, "Right." I was like, "You literally just killed That's the such conversation." A weird niche and, joke, and I like, like, I like just grabbed the thread, like, and, yeah. and I was like, "Wait, I know what you're talking about." It was just what so the strange. fuck? That's that's a that's an out of left feeling. 
That's a, that's a 10% of a 10%er right there that, yeah, but everything I am, it's, it's become kind of like a TikTok sound a little bit. And I, every time I hear it, I'm like, I should go listen to that song again. Fair enough. Oh, damn. Here we go again. Flashing lights. Very good. Incredible. Flashing. Flashing. Lights. Lights. American Boy. I've been been bumping that a little bit, too. Dude, I I need to listen to that song so I don't actually ever say the wrong lyrics. (laughs) By accident. (laughs) Number one, victory royale. Yeah, Fortnite. We're about to get down, get get down. down. Still the best TikTok I've ever seen was someone doing a Midwest emo cover of that Fortnite cover of that song. Fortnite parody of that song. I think I know. Um, I think that made me I almost clicked stop. Re- uh, dude, what the fuck is wrong with me? I almost clicked stop recording instead of reading the outro. <laughs> what? Run that shit. All I've been doing is drinking green tea and honey. We're off one this episode. <sighs> dude, this has been a this has been a trip. But, I mean, we were Th- on you. topic. For the first hour and ten minutes, and then we I feel like went that's completely incorrect. Movie rant. I, f- I feel like we didn't start talking about the album for like half an hour. We didn't. Twenty five minutes to be exact. Yeah, I, we'll see. We'll see. <laughs> I was gonna say. I remember looking at the timestamp. <laughs> oh man! All right, listen. That's besides the point. Okay. The, th- thanks for sticking in there for these marathon episodes, listener. We're true, rambling. True, true. We're thank going you, crazy. You, We're blacking out in the booth. We, uh, with the outro, Jamie. When you close we, we, your eyes, we love you. <laughs> so yes, to to summarize, we just wanted to say thanks for sticking it out and uh, and listening this week and watching. If you did, reminder, we're on YouTube on video episodes. Um, remember to tune in next week where we're going to be looking at the Carter Three by Lil Wayne, a classic of Jordan's. I feel like hands might get thrown. We'll see. It we'll see how it turns out. Such a good album. Um, but be sure to listen to it as much as you want so you can kind of have your own thoughts and mentally join in the discussion with us. Um, and also, once again, if you want to keep up with the show or share your thoughts about this week's episode, uh, check out the socials. We're on Twitter at ListUpPodcast and Instagram at ListenUpPod. Uh, those are the accounts as well as our personal handles, the merch links, and I'm pretty sure the YouTube link. Um they're going to be in the description of wherever you found this episode. Uh, there's a link tree on Instagram. those socials that you can find like uh, Nick's playlist and, and our, our various other things that we do. Um, were, were you putting out a new one this week, Nick? Or yeah, that- there will be a new one this week. <laughs> no, <laughs> I th- okay, well, okay. Wait, wait. I think there will be. Yeah, yeah it's been. Right? Yeah, we I didn't have so. one last Sunday. Yeah. Yeah, there'll Correct. be one this week. All right. So there's gonna be Nick's Mix uh volume three. Yeah, we totally <laughs> it, dude, it's been it's been a hell of a like four days for everyone crazy, involved. Bro. Uh Nick Nick went from three days of music in a row to I've I've actually been like preparing for it better than I have in the past too. So it's funny that I forgot to mention it, but um, we totally blanked. I was, I was kind of while I was reading it, I was looking at you and I was like, <laughs> Nick's not reacting. So nope, we, but yeah, we, we sure. got one, we got one coming up. <laughs> yeah, so there will be, be the it. next, the next. When you listen to this episode, yeah. uh, there will be a new uh, <laughs> volume of Nick's mix playlist will be out. You can find yeah. it at the link tree at, um, 
those socials. Once again, Twitter at List Up Podcast, Instagram at Listen Up Pod. Um, sorry, we're fucking on one. Uh, and finally, if you enjoyed this episode slash train wreck, if you want to call it that, uh, if you could throw a rating, a review on your respective platform, uh, that'd be great. Helps us out, helps us grow. Maybe at some point you'll meet a friend through the show and then we'll have helped you out too. Um, <laughs> but yeah, other than that for now, we'll catch you next week and remember to listen up. <laughs>